of last week, Donald Trump made two announcements on Truth Social that led to widespread mockery and ridicule because Trump was effectively backing out of every major commitment that he has this week. The first of which was of course him caving to his lawyers, actually smart demands that he cancel his Georgia press conference where he claimed he was going to present irrefutable proof of election fraud that he said would completely exonerate him. That was scheduled originally for 11 AM Eastern today. And unfortunately Trump now says, ah, not going to do it. Instead, Donald Trump says they're just going to present this irrefutable evidence in their legal filings, which should have been the decision from day one. I mean, let's be real here. None of us actually think this man has any evidence whatsoever because if he did, he would have actually presented it as soon as he got it. So, you know, there's that, but more importantly, yes, you cannot try your case in public. It's not like Fonnie Willis was going to watch her press conference and be like, Oh, okay. You know what? We're going to drop the charges. No, if you have evidence that will lead to your exoneration. You don't do it in a press conference. You do it in a court of law. You bust into that courtroom. You throw it down on the table. You show it to the jury. You tell the judge, this is all a farce. Look at all of this. I am right. They are wrong. Let's get this thing dismissed immediately. That's what Donald Trump's lawyers told him. And honestly, to my surprise, he listened to them. I did not think he would do it. Because again, he had made his big grand announcement, told his supporters, this is what's going to happen. They were excited. The lawyers were pissed and he decided to go with the lawyers, which tells me he understands how much trouble he is in, in Georgia under ordinary circumstances that we have already seen in other areas of his legal problems. Trump doesn't listen to the lawyers at all. Like he will do whatever the heck he wants to do. Lawyers be damned. I don't care what you say. So. That was the first thing he backtracked on. And as I mentioned, you know, folks all over social media were mocking him, laughing at him. Like, you know, you have nothing. That's why you're canceling and all that. But for the sake of his trial, that was the smart decision to make. The second thing he backed out of officially, I'm guessing at this point is the Republican debate because he sent out this post on truth social. People know my record, one of the best ever. So why would I debate? Let me tell you why you would debate. And this is a decision by the way, that, that could easily come back to haunt him. Now, technically he has until the end of the day today to make his final, final decision. So he could come back later today and say, you know what? I am in a debate. I don't want to miss out on it, but here's the thing. Donald Trump alleges in each one of these indictments that he's in, that this is election interference. They're only indicting me because I am running for president. Well, guess what folks? One of the things that comes along with running for president is participating in debates with your rivals, the people who do have the possibility of beating you in that election. If you're making decisions to not participate in the usual process, then it becomes harder for that defendant to go into court and say, you're interfering with my electoral process because the prosecution is going to be like, We want to move that you are not serious about this election because you have skipped all of these other events that the other candidates participated in. So how serious are you? 
right? I mean, I know that's not exactly the most sound legal argument ever, but a a good lawyer will be able to make that argument obviously much better than I can. If you're not actually participating in the things that go along with running a campaign, then you're not running a real campaign and your argument of legal or, or excuse me, electoral interference gets thrown out the window. So the Georgia decision was smart decision to skip the debate. Not so smart because every single thing that does that Donald Trump does right now is under scrutiny by the courts. And if he does anything that suggests that he might not be as serious a candidate as possible, it's going to undermine one of the only defenses that he has left. According to a massive new report from CNN that came out at the end of last week, one of Donald Trump's lawyers, who in fact was one of the architects of the fake elector scheme, Kenneth Chesbro, was actually present at the Capitol during the Capitol riot. Now, for clarification purposes, before we go any further, it is important to note that Mr. Chesbro has not in fact been charged with participating in the riot. He was not seen inside the Capitol that day. He was seen within a restricted area. So other folks have in fact been uh, uh, hit with misdemeanor charges for that. He has not been charged with anything, but he was present on the Capitol grounds during the riot. But it's not just that he was present at the riot. It's who he was hanging out with for over an hour at the riot. And that of course was conspiracy theorist Infowars host, Alex Jones. Chesbro was seen in multiple photos and videos uh, that are publicly available that CNN went through uh, following Alex Jones around for roughly an hour during the Capitol riot, including the time that I mentioned when both he and Jones were seen inside of a restricted area, not inside the building, but a restricted area outside the Capitol, which as I said, people have been charged with that, including by the way, another Infowars host uh, by the name of Owen Schroyer, um, who was with Jones in those areas, Schroyer, uh, uh, was, was, uh, basically he pleaded guilty to one misdemeanor count of entering and remaining on the restricted grounds. So nothing too serious there, but that is technically a criminal charge. Here's the thing. We're not here to talk about, Oh, Chesbro should be hit with capital riot charges. You know, forget that that's small potatoes. It's a minor misdemeanor, you know, and he probably would plead out of it anyway. The point is, as one legal scholar pointed out, having the architect of the fake elector scheme present with Alex Jones at that event allows prosecutors to make the argument that Donald Trump was not, not getting advice from his lawyers. He was getting advice from activists who did seek to overturn the election results. Let me read this. This is from Ryan Goodman, law professor at New York university. Um, He previously served as a special counsel to the general counsel at the department of defense. Regardless of Chesbro's potential criminal liability for being in the restricted area of Capitol grounds, this evidence could be cited by prosecutors as further proof that Chesbro was not operating as a bona fide legal advisor, but rather was an activist aligned in the calls to overturn the election. It undercuts defenses Chesbro might mount that he was a function uh, that he was functioning only in the role of providing legal advice for clients. So his very presence there says this is not a legal guy. This is not a guy who's doing this because of a 
legal reason. It's a guy who's doing this because he's a diehard Trump supporter and wanted you to win that election desperately. It's also important to remember that in Jack Smith's indictment of Donald Trump for attempting to overthrow the uh, 2020 election results, Chesbro is believed to be one of the sixth unindicted co-conspirators. So those unindicted co-conspirators might easily eventually turn into indicted co-conspirators. And this new evidence is certainly not going to help Chesbro's case whatsoever, but most importantly, it's not going to help Donald Trump's case. It's already been reported that Donald Trump is essentially going to try to throw everybody else under the bus in all of these other prosecutions. One of the people, one of the groups of people that he's probably going to try to throw first are the lawyers, which would be Rudy Giuliani, John Eastman, and Kenneth Chesbro, and of course, Sidney Powell. He's going to argue that these people were giving me bad legal advice. I followed their bad legal advice, and now I'm in trouble for that. They're the ones responsible. I didn't know any better. I thought because my lawyer said I could and should do it, I did it. It's really not that bad of a legal defense. Of course, there's lots of pieces of evidence that refute that completely. But now that we've got one of his lawyers at the Capitol riot on January 6th, it's going to be much harder for him to make that argument because clearly, as the law professor pointed out, he's not getting advice from legal grounds. He's not getting it from a legal standpoint. He's getting it from the standpoint of his diehard supporters who just desperately wanted to overturn an election. Steve Bannon, a Donald Trump ally who, by the way, is likely going to be going to jail for the we build the wall scam in the very near future. But for now, Steve Bannon is, of course, a free man. And as a free man, he appeared at Mike Lindell's I'm going to save elections rally this past week. But rather than really talking about the things that Mike Lindell wanted to talk about, Steve Bannon got up on that stage and made thinly veiled threats against Fulton County prosecutor Fonnie Willis and Georgia's Republican governor, Brian Kemp. Now I'm going to read you this statement from Steve Bannon. This it, it, it is truly disturbing. So, so here it is. I keep saying the J six thing with president Trump in Georgia, we're going to ram the stealing of Georgia down her throat, her throat, of course, being Fonnie Willis. He didn't mention her by name, but it's obvious that is who she's ta- he's talking about. He continues. And we're going to ram it up the ass of the governor. So down her throat and then up his ass is where the evidence is going to go. That, um, if you, if you have evidence, by the way, those are not good places to keep it. You probably, you probably want to file that in court, you know, as opposed to sticking it into the orifices of the person who's prosecuting you. He then continued. And this is where things got even worse. He then asked the audience, are you fired up yet? Mm, Those are the kinds of words that those audience members love. That's the kind of nudge that these Trump supporters need. That's all they need. And then he said, where it gets even worse. That's the revolution of 1776 right there. We're in about 1774. We're getting there. We're getting there. Talking about revolution. We're getting there. Are you fired up? We're going to go after these people. This kind of violent, 
imagery and this kind of supercharged language is in and of itself, not a crime. There, there is nothing that prevents Steve Bannon from saying this. His statements are definitely not illegal. The problem is Steve Bannon is not an idiot by any stretch of the imagination. He is much like Mitch McConnell. He's an evil genius, um, evil, but a genius. And Steve Bannon understands how to use his words carefully. Trump does it a lot of times. Sometimes he's a little more overt, but this is all they have to do. We throw out this coded language every now and then. We make sure that people are fired up and then we hint at revolution. We're not calling for a revolution. I'm just comparing this moment to a previous revolution and saying that we're, we're close to that because that's all I have to say. They, meaning the MAGA supporters, the Make America Great Again hat owners, they interpret it the rest of the way. Just like Donald Trump's attacks on on the judges that have now led to death threats and, of course, arrests. He doesn't have to call for the death of her. He doesn't have to make the threats. He just points out how horrible these people are. They're so mean to me. They're so bad to me. They're, They're horrible. They're corrupt people. And his supporters say, aye, aye, Captain. I'll take it from here. And that is exactly what Steve Bannon knows. And that is why Steve Bannon uses language like that. Because he doesn't have to say the bad things. He doesn't have to imply the bad things. He knows that a keyword here and a keyword there is all it takes to get those supporters to do something crazy, stupid, and dangerous. And he gets to keep his hands clean because he didn't actually tell them to do it. Thanks for listening to today's Fair and Balanced Daily. Stay up to date with all of our content by finding us on YouTube at youtube.com slash fairandbalanced and follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at fairandbalanced. Balanced.